Hello everyone and welcome back to the Bench Warmers podcast. As usual, I'm joined by my co-host Josh Sykes. Yeah, it's good to be here. I've been my gardener. It's actually quite nice day. Uh, yeah, and would you believe it? We've both got haircuts. We've finally uh, uh, sorted out the atrocious mess which has gone on our heads. Uh, but yeah, we're going to get straight into talking about the Premier League results. Josh, have you got them up? I have. So we'll start with match day 35, which was on Saturday. So we start off with Watford 2, Newcastle 1, Norwich 0. And Mikel Antonio 4, forget West Ham. Yeah, Mikel Antonio they're relegated, four. aren't they? What? Norwich, Norwich are now relegated, yeah. yeah. I was actually going to forget to mention that as well. Yeah. It's, quite, it's still quite major. <laughs> it's <laughs> it's quite been weird. a terrible season for the Canaries, if we're completely honest. They've not really had. When Timu Puki sort of lost his mojo, if that makes sense, they haven't really recovered. And I mean, they've got a good team. They've got um, Jamal Lewis, Max Ahrens, Todd Cantwell. But we're just... Not Premier League standard. The thing is that they started off well. Like Timo Pukki started off firing on all cylinders, and then he just kind of went downhill a little bit after that. Yeah, which is, it's he's worrying for them. But then again, they play a decent style of football on under on your Daniel Farker. So you can imagine next season the Championship, they're actually going to do quite well, I think. But personally, I'm not sure about you. It depends on the players that they can, they can hold on to and the squad to build, obviously. And who they bring in as well, yeah. yeah. So then on to probably a, a little bit of a shock was Liverpool one, Burnley one. Sheffield United three, Chelsea nil. Yeah, uh, that was that's it's a big scoreline, is that? Uh, yeah, I think I think it shocked quite a lot of people because Chelsea are building this great squad. There's a lot of good stuff going on at the club right now, and Sheffield United came then just they took the mic. I think was it McGoldrick uh, scored his first two Premier League goals. Yeah, got a break. <laughs> it's, it's, uh, along with Dominic Solanke this week. Uh, this weekend. Uh, yeah, it was. It was on Sunday. Along with Solanke, them two both scored the first goals of the season in July, to say the least. Oh. I mean. It's, it's taking the mick a little bit out of the club. Right. Uh, then we've got Brighton nil, Manchester City hammered them five. Yeah. Five nil. Not real surprise there. No. Wolves three, Everton nil. Aston Villa two, Crystal Palace nil. The North London derby was Tottenham two, Arsenal one. Yeah. Jose Mourinho pulling a magical thing out of the bag. I couldn't really say what I was going to say there, but yeah. I'll Tottenham pride in North London. <laughs> Just saying that. Uh, Bournemouth four, Leicester one. Like that is that is mental. Yeah, that was a shot result again. Dominic Solanke not only gets his first goal in 38 games, he got two. <laughs> I know <laughs> it's, it's shocking. Uh, and then it was Manchester United two, Southampton two. Now me and Gab predicted these last week, and we got zero right. Yeah, no, not real surprise there. We're not we're not known for our predictions. So no, I mean we get the odd one right, but oh well, I can't really say much else. So on to match day 36, which continues. Tonight and tomorrow. Tonight being Thursday, tomorrow being Friday. Or this will probably end up going out tomorrow. So hey, it'll be out. We're not sure if it'll be out on the Thursday or the Friday. Well, it depends on editing, really. Anyway, so as things stand, on Tuesday it finished Chelsea one Norwich nil. It's quite a boring game, not gonna lie. Yeah. They didn't really do much to Chelsea. Dominated the game. They were always gonna win, but it's a pretty poor performance. Yeah. Well, uh, Burnley one, Wolves one, Manchester City two, Bournemouth one. I watched that last night and Man City dominated, but for the last 10 minutes, Bournemouth had them rattled. I didn't watch the game, I couldn't tell you. I no, be honest. They had them rattled like Bournemouth looked like they could have scored a second. They could have even scored three or four, if I'm honest, in the last 10 minutes. It was shocking. I mean, obviously, Bournemouth, they're in the relegation race right now uh, with Eddie Howe, who's a great manager. Uh, they nearly pulled back against Man City. They beat, who, they beat uh, Leicester at the weekend. Two massive sides there. And the I think, is, though, with the Leicester game. Leicester ended up going down to 10 men, which is when they started. So yeah, they obviously, scored, that can alter a game. Went down to 10 men, scored the penalty. A minute later, they scored another one, and then they just scored two more in the second half, like towards the back end of it. Yeah, but Bournemouth are coming to form at the perfect time right now if they're going to be staying up, which I think they will. Uh, and hopefully they can, because they can, I mean, I love Eddie Howe as a manager. I'd see him yeah. as a future England manager. 
Uh, Quite a bit. <laughs> Newcastle won Tottenham 3. Mm. And onto a, a shock result, might I say, and a poor, poor performance from Liverpool. It was Arsenal 2, Liverpool 1. Two shocking mistakes, one from Allison and one from Van Dijk. Yeah. Arsenal exploited the defence of Liverpool. Um, and it was, un- it was an unusual mistake from Van Dijk. He gets shoved off the ball far too easily, appeals for a foul, but the ball just goes across the middle and goes into the back of net. So, it's like Liverpool have lost focus since they won the league because obviously uh, Drew against Burnley losing to I forgot we won now we did lose to today uh, ah so that right uh, they're not in good form the, the form had Van Dijk's even making mistakes now it's really because obviously Liverpool are expected to just go and win the league next season but right now I'm going to be honest I'm going to think if they don't make improvements this summer and the way they're playing right now they won't be doing the same as they did this year I don't think I never thought they'd win the league again mm. that, that's the thing they've won it once but Yes, Liverpool have been good, but it's been a it's been a poor Premier League season anyway. So probably the wor- one of the worst ones ever, to be honest. Yeah. So if I'm honest, Man City are gonna have a good team next year because now they've not got their European ban. Chelsea bringing in a good team. Man, you have got a good team yeah. now. I would say Arsenal and Tottenham, but they just don't. Yeah, them two have really dropped off, to be honest. Massively. Right onto the Championship gap. I haven't got. I haven't got results. Uh, yeah. I did not have results. So one second then. What, what, what were you doing with your? <laughs> um, I blame Jack. Uh, so moving on to the weekend's results. Then start off Friday. Huddersfield Town lost two 0 to Luton Town, which was an amazing result. Jack is loving it behind the camera. Uh, of course, I I watched little glimpses of that game and I loved it. I mean, for the second goal, at least for Elliot Lee who scored it when. Um, it was a mistake, in my opinion, by Lewis O'Brien. I think he's still got that Bradford blood in him from when he played for his last season. You got any thoughts on it, Josh? Move on. Uh, all right, so Fulham extended their title, well, promotion challenge by beating Cardiff City 2-0. Brentford went to Derby County and won 3-1. Reading bet Charlton 1-0. Obviously, that's probably quite a good result for the Seal Town, who did lose to Lewin, but then Charlton not been able to pick up three points. That's a good result for them. Uh, QPR was defeated 3-0 by Sheffield Wednesday. A bit of a shock result possible there. Uh, Hull's dire form continued. We'll be talking about them later as they lost 1-0 to Millwall. Uh, Blackburn Rovers drew 1-0 with West Bromwich Albion. Quite a good result for Blackburn. Preston drew 1-0 with Nottingham Forest. Middlesbrough did lose 3-1 to Bristol City. Uh, again, the relegation dogfight right now going in the Championship is probably one of the most close ones in years, to be honest with you. There's about five or six teams who could still go down and it's yeah. it's really it's really interesting to see in my opinion the championship's been such a better season than the premier league this year definitely uh, along with that barnsley drew nil nil with wigan athletic uh, of course wigan since the administration which we talked about last week which you can check out in the description but wigan have really brought themselves together since the administration which we're all glad about because nobody wants to see a club go down unfairly due to some points uh, points deduction uh, on Sunday, Stoke City bet Birmingham City 2-0. And, uh, of course, Leeds United did beat Swansea 1-0. Uh, in terms of the midweek games, West Bromwich Albion drew 0-0 with Fulham. A big promotion clash there. Uh, Hull, who, again, we'll talk about later, were defeated 8-0 by Wigan Athletic. Middlesbrough bet Reading 2-1. Millwall bet Blackburn Rovers 1-0. Luton uh, couldn't, again, win against, like, did a Huddersfield, but they drew 1-0 with QPR. Cardiff bet Derby 2-1. Sheffield Wednesday drew 0-0 with Huddersfield Town. Did you watch the game? I did. Any thoughts on it? Uh, we were on top for a large part of the game. Fraser Campbell should have scored when he came on, skied the ball from two yards out. Something I'd do, not going to lie. Mm, yeah, absolute shock. Um, the thing is, though, if we'd have won that game, we'd have been practically safe. That's that's the bad thing. Like, obviously, I know we're going to predict the results from this weekend. Yeah. And obviously, I'll talk about it more. But if Huddersfield can beat West Brom, very unlikely. We're safe. Well, providing Hull lose. 
Uh, which is which is very likely. <laughs> and all right, then so Bristol City drew one all with Stoke City. Brentford bet pressing North End one nil. Nottingham Forest drew two all with ten men Swansea. And finally, Birmingham City drew one all with Charlton. Uh, tonight, when we're recording this, we're not going to talk about it because it literally starts in less than an hour. But Leeds United are playing Barnsley. Uh, I think we're both going to predict a Leeds United win, to be honest with you. We will do, yeah. We're not going to. We're not, we're we're not, not going to. But it's, Leeds are probably going to win the title at this rate, if being completely honest. Uh, but yeah, we're going to move straight on then with the championship predictions. Josh has got them all written down. We're going to do it in your order so I don't mess you up completely. Thank you. So, starting off with, well, no, they're doing that loading like numerical, well, I wouldn't say numerical order, but it starts with their Friday's results, goes Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and I think Monday maybe, I'm not really too sure. Anyway, so starting with Friday, is Huddersfield Town against West Bromwich Albion. Uh, Huddersfield Town currently down in 20th place with 48 points, three points above the relegation zone. West Brom are in second. Uh, should Leeds United lose tonight? And West Brom beat us on Friday. They will go to the top of the championship by one point, pending Leeds' result uh, against Derby on Sunday. So, Gab, Huddersfield or West Brom? I think there's only one way of this game, so I've got to think completely honest. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> town can't even beat Luton. They can't beat Sheffield Wednesday. West Brom at times has been unbeatable this season with the likes of Mateus Pereira and Grady Diangana, who pronounce it. I think it's going to, it's going to be 2 0 West Brom. I don't see how Town are going to get anything out of this game. I'd like to think Town could get something out of the game. I can't see us getting something, but at, at the same time, I can see somehow we'll put in a, an amazing performance and scrape a 1-0 win. At the beginning of the season, I think it was one of the Cowley's first games, we lost to West Brom 4-2. Yeah. So, I mean, if we can produce that, we've got a really good defence at the minute. I'd like to think that Huddersfield's defence at the minute is pretty decent. Mm. So, if we can replicate that same attack, score the two goals, but not concede four, we could stick a chance in it. Although, <laughs> I am going to go for a West Brom win. I think conceding four is probably the big thing right there. <laughs> yeah, and I don't think we're going to score because our attack at the minute is... Apologies for any off-camera noises, we're doing it outside today because it's nice weather. Yeah, so uh, our attack is woeful, so I can't see a scoring, and I'm going to say it's going to be a worse result than what you're predicting. It's going to be 3-0 West Brom. It's I good to see, confidence for the town fans. I hate to say it, but town are shocking. Yeah, uh, for this one especially, Henry's behind the camera and he's pulling faces. Henry, what do you think it'll be as a town fan? Speak up though, because that can't hear you. Yeah, you have to yell. Um, That'll do. <laughs> I think it's going to be... Um, 1-0 to town. I mean, I'm not writing it down because we only... Yeah, be that's, wrong, that's the confidence of town fans around now. Delusional. <laughs> um, all right, so we're going to move on then. Um, to Stoke against Brentford. Uh, Brentford are third, challenging for automatic promotion on 81 points, one point uh, behind West Brom, who win the automatic promotion spot. Stoke are down in 17th on 50 points, five points above the relegation zone. Could still technically go down, but I don't think they will. Unlikely. Because they're actually playing quite well. Yeah. But just like the Huddersfield West Brom game, I can see this only going one way. Brentford's attack is far too good. It's one of the best in the championship, if not the, the, the best. best. Yeah. Um, just let me have a look now. It is the best in the championship. They've mm. also got the second best defence in the championship as well, compared to Stoke, who are pretty well. I wouldn't say they're woeful, but they're not the best. Not. They're not. They're not as the same level as Brentford no, right now. No. Yeah. No. Of course. So I can see Brentford pummeling Stoke. If I'm honest, if I think he's going to be two now, Brent. Pummeling's a very weird word. Um, <laughs> I like it. Um, yeah, I agree. Saibin Rama right now is in the form of his life. He's absolutely smashing it up in the championship. Obviously, he's been with the teams like Chelsea, which says it all about him. I think I agree I with Josh. Ollie Watkins. Uh, ex exactly. That's his level of attack. He's on for the fire at the minute. 
I think uh, right now it's going to be three 0 Brentford. I don't. I Stoke are a good. They're, they're not a great team right now. They're playing all right though. That's the thing. But I just can't. They're just not going to get anything. Yeah. Out of it. Sometimes form doesn't even matter in games yeah. like this. Right. So the next game, and I am praying Wigan win this. It's Charlton against Wigan. So Charlton are in the twenty-first place, one point behind Huddersfield on forty-seven points, two points outside the drop zone. Uh, Wigan are up in. 13th place on 57 points currently if they got the 12 point deduction they would not go down they have a superior goal difference to Hull who have minus 26 we're going to have a plus 1 after that 8-0 battering mm. of Hull um, quite ironic that really um, yeah so honestly I can see Wigan hammering Charlton I'm not, I don't think it's going to be 8-0 no I really don't but I can see them panning them so Personally, I think it's going to be a 2 0 Wigan. Yeah, I think Wigan, the spirit they've showed since they've gone into administration is excellent. And Charlton, they're not, they're not in terrible form themselves. This is a weird game for me as a Bradford City fan, so I do want Hussle to go down. So I want Charlton to win, but I also want Wigan to win so they can avoid the point deduction. However, I think I agree with just going to 2 0 Wigan. Watch now, I'd be like 3 0 Charlton. Yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> 8 0 Charlton. <laughs> Next game is Blackburn against Reading. Blackburn up in 12th place. Reading are 14th. Come find them then. Uh, Very mid-table clash. Five points separate them. Neither team can do anything. Yeah, if I'm honest, neither team can go down. Neither team can get promoted. It's going to be an absolutely nothing game. And due to the fact it's a nothing game, it's going to be nil-nil. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's a mid-table game. No, none of them are really fat playing for anything at this point. Uh, I'm going to go for a one-nil wed- uh, wedding. Uh, wedding. Reading, however. Uh, just, I just I just like the local team. They've got a few decent prospects in Ovi Ajaria. Uh, Danny Lord up top who's been linked with a few Premier League clubs I just like that about Reading and I think they have the worst fans in the Championship at times to be completely honest but I do think that they'll come out of the victory So the next game is High Flying Fulham against Sheffield Wednesday Fulham could get in automatic promotions but they're just not going to uh, no. which means they're battling for that third position um, which to be quite honest I think that's Brentford's any Brentford's or West Brom it's those two fighting for it really Uh Sheffield Wednesday are down in 15th place on 56 points. Can't go down. Not really going to do anything, if I'm honest. Um, after Fulham's poor performance against... Who was it against? Was it against Brentford? Uh, was it Brentford that they drew 0-0 against? Check. Fulham. Yeah, uh, West Brom. They drew 0-0 against... It, it was a poor game of football, I'm not going to lie. Yeah. There was chance at both ends, but neither team were clinical. And I won't say the defences were outstanding either. Uh, but I do think Fulham are going to win it, and I think it's going to be two-one. I can see Sheffield Wednesday score the scoring. They look like they could against us at times, but I think Fulham just have too much for them. Yeah, I think at this point, Fulham, the best. Well, they are confirmed uh, to be saying the playoffs at least for the season. So I think there's nothing really for either side to play for. It's been a disappointing season for Sheffield Wednesday. Um, I think Fulham they want to they want to get momentum. Obviously, they're not beating West Brom. They'll want to get into good form for the uh, Play- championship playoffs, so I think they will come out of this with a 2-0 win. I think they'll come out all guns blazing. The next game is Hull, who will go on to later against Luton. Jesus. As a town fan, I want this to be a draw. Uh, one, if a team wins this, then it's going to be disastrous for us, so I really need it to be a draw. Can I see it being a draw? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I, I disagree. I can see Luton winning it, mm. but I do think it will be a draw. I mean... Hull have the better defence, have the better attack. Luton have the better defence. Not very, not by much, but I can. I've got to stick with what I want, and I want it to be a draw. So I'm going to put it as a one-one draw. 
Yeah, I think Luton, uh, they've just got into a better good form, really. Drew with Queen's Park Rangers, of course, bet Huddersfield Town. James Collins up top has just, he's coming to good form as well. I'm going to go over 3 0 Luton. Hull are absolutely disastrous right now. And like Joshua, we will talk about them properly, about what's going on in that club. But honestly, that I, I could see them right now going down to League One. And if nothing changes, they're going to go straight down again. They're going to do a, a Portsmouth or a but it bolted or something like that. They're, they're not doing well for themselves right now. They're, they're not. Right. Uh, next game is Middlesbrough-Cardiff. Cardiff. Uh, where the hell are Cardiff? Oh, Cardiff are in sixth. Ooh, okay. Didn't know that high up. <laughs> and Middlesbrough are 18. Yeah. So Middlesbrough could still technically go down. Uh, I don't think they will. I mean, the five points above the drop. Uh I do think Cardiff will win it. They've got a lot more to play for due to the fact that Millwall and Swansea can still both get into the playoffs. Um, to be fair, so can Preston and Bristol. Oh my god, this is so close. Go I can see Cardiff winning. <laughs> I can see Cardiff winning this, but I, I, think, I think they've got a better side. Um, yeah, it's a nil one game. Two nil Cardiff. Yeah, I'm gonna go yeah, I mean, uh, Warner, he has changed things at Middlesbrough. They're looking more like to stay up now, of course. Uh, but Cardiff, again, they're in the playoffs. Like Fulham, they want to get momentum. I'm going to go for 2-1 uh, Cardiff. Is that what you said? 2-0 Cardiff. Okay, I'm going to go 2-1 then. Yeah, fine. Next game is Preston-Birmingham. Preston are also in contention for the playoffs in ninth place on 62 points. Uh, Birmingham are... Battling relegation, don't think they're going to go down. They're at the magical 50 points. Mm. Um, Preston are going to win it 1-0. Yeah, Preston, they're not, they're not in great form right now, I suppose. They lost to Brentford, who are a good team, obviously, and then they drew with Nottingham Forest, another good team. So they're happy to come in against Birmingham, who aren't doing too well for themselves. But I think it came out today, the news of Jude Bellingham officially leaving the club. Of course, that won't go through until the end of the season. But well, we don't know where he's going. It's going to be Dortmund, but we don't know officially where no, he went. Go. He went for a medical today, I think he was. Did he go today? Yeah. So that looks like that's going to happen. Sorry, I, we're part of our cameraman behind the camera just started stripping off in front of us. Um, <laughs> I've completely lost track now. Um, Bellingham, Dortmund. Bellingham's medical. mind is going to be elsewhere at this point. I don't even know if he'll be playing if... Um, He's in uh, Germany, of course, but I'm going to have to go over Victor uh, Preston here. 2-0. Uh, the next game is QPR Millwall. Millwall are in seventh place, trying to get into that playoff spot to potentially get in the Premier League. Uh, QPR are down in 16, playing for absolutely nothing. Millwall are going to win 2-1. Yeah, Millwall and Gaffon, they won the last two games, one against 1-0 one against Hull and 1-0 against Blackburn Rovers. Uh, QPR, however, drew with Luton 1-1 last week, and for that alone, I'm going to go over 2-0 uh, victory to Millwall. Next game is Swansea-Bristol. Swansea also battling to get into the playoffs in eighth place on 64 points, three points outside of the playoffs with two games to go. Bristol also battling for the playoffs on 62 points, five points off the playoffs. Quick math, Gabs, you can't do that. I wasn't listening. <laughs> um, I can. Dave, uh, <laughs> I can see Bristol winning this year. I can see Bristol beating Swansea. Yeah, I I, I agree. To be honest with you, Bristol are lower, less points, but I can see them wanting it more. I don't know why, but I can see Bristol getting into the playoff. Well, trying to fight more than Swansea, even though Swansea are close. So. Yeah, yeah, Bristol drew one all with Stoke at the week, uh, in the last game, whereas Swansea drew two all with Nottingham Forest. I think it's gonna be a very close game and a very boring one, to be honest with you. I'm gonna go over nil nil. Well, I've gone for one nil Bristol. Mm. Um. I just think they might have a bit more in them. Uh, the penultimate game is Derby versus Leeds. Leeds looking to cement top spot in the championship. 
Should they win tonight, that would put them five points ahead of West Brom. Uh, and I think that would guarantee them automatic promotion if they win tonight. Let me just do some maths. Yeah, Derby are in great form. Uh, lost 3-1 to Brentford, uh, and as well as losing 2-1 to Cardiff City. So I think when Josh works out, it's going to be a good game. If win tonight, they are practically guaranteed to be in the Premier League next season. They'll be yeah. on the same. They'll be six points clear of Brentford with two games to go if they win tonight. But I don't see them losing the last two games, if I'm honest. I can, if Leeds win tonight, they're in the Premier League. Put it yeah, that way. With, the, with that extra incentive, as well as Derby's poor form, and Leeds obviously being in good form. I mean, it could depend on the result tonight against Barnsley. But if they do win tonight against Barnsley, they'll want to secure top spot and win the Championship, which they will do. Yeah, I think it's going to be 3-0 Leeds. I can't. I, I, that team is too good for the Championship right now. They've got the best manager in the league, debatably, with Marcelo Bielsa. Henry Ramon, Bradford fan, I don't care about Leeds. Uh, I just think with that, Pablo Hernandez, for example, he's a top-class talent. He should have been playing in the Premier League years ago. And I think with with that, it's going to easy win for Leeds. Yeah, I feel like I haven't really talked about Derby. They're in 11th place with 61 points. Nothing much to say about them. Um, you know, they're not in good form. That's it. That's as far as it goes. I was talking to a few Derby fans last night about their current state of the club and they're saying I'm not happy with where they're going. They're shoved in the Championship. Obviously, lost in the Championship play final last season to um, Aston, Villa. Aston Villa. So they're not going to be happy finishing mid-table. Uh, obviously, lost Lampard and got uh, Philip Koku. Koku? 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 Uh, but they should be doing better. I hopefully they can rebuild and go again next season because they're a good club. Yeah, I put two in a lead. Um, mm. they will, I reckon they will win the championship, if I'm honest. Right, the final game that we can move on is Barnsley, Notts Forest. Nottingham Forest are in fifth place on 70 points. Can't get anywhere. Uh, Barnsley are brought bottom of the championship on 43 points. Nottingham Forest are going to win this 3-0. Yeah, Barnsley, rubbish. Uh, Nottingham Forest, decent. 2-0 Nottingham Forest. Not really much else we can say about it. That brings that section to a close. Uh, let us know in the comments and on Twitter and things what you think. Do you think we're useless at predicting? Because I do. Or do you actually agree with us? Why are you two nodding holders? <laughs> Continuing on with the championship then, uh, we're going to move on to Hull City. What has gone wrong there? Because a lot has gone wrong there. That was a weird intro. Uh, but yeah, obviously... What has gone wrong? That's, that's the slightly depressing thing. Um, lost 8-0, of course, to Wigan Athletic, and that was a big wake-up call to the football world as what is going on at the club because, well, people didn't realise how bad it was until this happened. Um, I've been following uh, whole football Twitter for quite a while now. I don't know why I keep looking at you. Uh, when it's, it's basically like everyone is going mental now after every game saying Grant McCann out, uh, he, uh, what's his name, Ehab Alam out, who's the uh, joint owner, I believe. So, a lot is going wrong at the club right now. And, Josh, have you got what it is? Right, clearly not. Uh, but he did write an open letter uh, earlier on the, in the year asking Hull City fans if they can accept the club to change the name from Hull City to Hull Tigers, which is just... I don't... It's, it's like... remember? Do you remember a couple of years ago, the Cardiff owner changed I was from, from the Cardiff blue, blue to, to the Cardiff red. red. Yeah, it was and weird. And that caused so much upset. And I don't know why he did it, but it's similar to this. Why would you change a club with history... Why go and change the name? And it's the fact that it's like a rugby name, isn't it? Whole Tigers. Exactly. Like, uh, Bradford Bowls, what are you called? Giants? Yeah. What are you Giants? Whole Tigers. Just, it's just... Please join us. It's just, it's just not... It's not right for a football club to have that name. I mean, you look but at... You, you can see in America, you can see stuff like that. But in England, yeah. you, you wouldn't say something like, oh, uh, Manchester... Devils. Yeah, 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 great example. Yeah, Manchester Jack, thank you, because the Red Devils, Manchester United. Thank you, Jack. Manchester Citizens. Oh, we're, we're smashing this. We should, <laughs> we should make a club. Unless um, you, you stop. Yeah, we tried. <laughs> uh, but along with that, uh, Ehab Alam also promised fans consultation over a new badge, uh, as, and then later on released a new badge. 
with no consultation. Like Leith Gavis gone by. Yeah, that were a terrible badge. And um, <laughs> also, no team name was on the actual badge. If you look at it now, you'll see it's literally just a picture of a tiger, which is awful. Uh, along with that, uh, in a meeting with the FA Council, Adam also made it clear that the fans are not relevant or barely relevant in the name change decision, which obviously is saying the club is his. It's not the fans. It's got nothing to do with the fans. If he wants that name change, he'll have that name change. It's just it's very disrespectful to a club with so, so much history. I know. As an owner, you have to consult the, the fans and you have to consult the team and the backroom staff and the manager as well. You can't just take decision of yourself. At the end of the day, a football club's a business. And if you're running a business and you're the CEO, you just can't turn around to your staff and be like, right, I am now making all the decisions. Even a majority shareholder of a company has to consult people. They can't just go, right, that's happening, that's happening, that's happening. Yeah. You have to talk to people behind the scenes people we have to talk to stakeholders look at me getting business stuff in uh yeah along with that uh alum he also tried to change the training pitch called the airco arena tried to change it from grass surface to 3g surface which obviously caused sorry about the birds they're a bit distracting caused a bit of an up, uproar <laughs> i couldn't even think straight <laughs> caused a bit of an uproar because obviously the club you're not allowed to play on 3g in the championship you are in non-league football but unless you're trying to get hold there what's the point <laughs> try I mean, change it to 3g he's, he's on a good got a good course going there what did that say Anyway. Uh, yeah, relevant, just like he said the whole City fans were. Now you know how it feels. Yeah, yeah that actually worked quite well. <laughs> yeah, thank you. <laughs> um, but no, so if you want to talk about Hull and what is going disastrously wrong, obviously they just lost 8-0 to Wigan Athletic. However, it has emerged in the last, um, what time was that, Rick? like half an hour, that Hull City manager, Grant McCann, was a no-show at the pre-match press conference tonight against Luton. The assistant manager, Cliff Bryan, took the pre-match press conference, to which many Hull City fans are saying that he uh, has gone. Well, they're asking, has he gone? Has he been sacked? Cliff Byrne, by the way, not Bryan. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Burn, it's Irish. Is it? Yes. I don't know why I said bright. It's still got wine and R on it. Um, yeah, I mean... I wonder if you knew I'd made a mistake. He didn't even look at it. Grant McCann, yeah, I just thought that does not sound right. <laughs> Grant McCann is a terrific manager. He uh, smashed it at Doncaster Rovers in League 1 before they brought Darren Moore in. Uh, smashed it at Peterborough United. Henry, please stop. Uh, along with that, he's, he deserved the champion, chance of the championship. And when he went up there, I think it was 16, 17 games ago, Hull City are in seventh place, challenging for the playoffs. Now, all the fans have turned against him because obviously things are going wrong behind the scenes uh, on the pitch. He's known for having a bit of a preferred formation with 4 3 3. I've seen a lot of Hull fans complain on Twitter saying how he's too adamant, he's too stubborn to change formation. And in that time, the thing is that you put a 4 3 3 formation now, automatically you've got like five formations from it. That's why I like the 4 3 3. Yeah, but he's, he's just not willing to change tactics. And for that reason alone, they're, they're not getting the right um, results on the pitch. And why are you, why are you staring at me? Uh, yeah, but along with that, a lot of money is going out of the club. Uh, for example, it's all Robert Snodgrass to West Bromwich, uh, West Ham, sorry, for ten million, uh, and then uh, that money never went anywhere. Uh, it sold Harry Maguire to Leicester City for twelve million plus add-ons. Money was never really reinvested into the club. Uh, Hull bomb uh, defender Josh Tymon, who was described as the best academy product for a generation, turned down a contract at the club to join Stoke just because he didn't like what Alan was doing to the club. Which says, oh, when you're a whole lad, you're a whole fan, and you're choosing not to play for the club and rather to join Stoke, who are in a better position than Hull. Well, not much better. Yeah, at the end of the day, so obviously we've been slating the owner and the manager a bit. Yeah. But according to Hull City legend Dean Windass... Former Bradford player, what a man. On uh, TalkSport today, he's accused of 
the players chucking the manager under the bus under the bus under the bus against Wigan. He said, "You one nil down after what a minute." When I used to play football, I trained as though it was my last training session. I played football as if it was my last game. Yeah. Um. Listen, you have listen. You've got to blame the manager in a sense as well. I don't want to see anybody get the sack. I don't want to see anybody lose their job. But it has got to come uh, come down to the manager. He's got to ask himself questions. He's got to ask his staff questions. At the end of the day, players have got to say, "I have let you down." Do they really care anymore? I don't think they do, and I'm going to agree. I don't think they do. No, there's there's no heart or passion right now. Hull City were eighth on New Year's Day, which yeah. is four points off third place. But since then, they've lost 14 out of 18 games. There's only one victory, and they've dropped right down into the relegation zone. So New Year's Day, they were go- bound for the Premier League. Now they're bound for League One. Yeah, I think a big reason for that as well could have had that Jared Bowen, of course, he joined um, West Ham United while Camille Grosicke. He jumped ship to join West Bromwich Albion. Um, along with that, that was January in June 2020. Club captain, bear that in mind, Eric Lehigh, uh, and vice captain Jackson Irvine both left the club out of absolutely nowhere because they didn't want to play on past. Um, what are you doing? I don't know. The audio is a bit rubbish. Um, they don't. They didn't want to play. They didn't want to play past June, uh, which obviously is quite a shock because it's a Championship club. It's very competitive, and you think they enjoy it. Plus, they were being playing on the same contract. They both decided. They could not stay at this club for any longer. And then again in June 2020, Alan struck again. He banned the whole he banned, sorry, the whole Daily Mail uh, and the athletic newspaper from entering the KCOM stadium to cover live matches because they both produced negative articles towards Alan. Things that you can't do that as a match. You, you can't, can't you can't do it as a footballer and you can't just decide that you don't like what the press are saying to you. It's a bit like Donald Trump in America. He don't like what CNN does. He just bans them from all his press conferences. I love how I get politicians. He had Hallam. Donald Trump. <laughs> Makes no, sense. You can't just ban a newspaper from your football stadium or any newspaper because you don't like what they're saying about you. At the end of the day, newspapers, the sun lie. We're not going to deny that, mm. as Johnny Depp's finding out. But um, yeah. This has gotten very political. Also. <laughs> Jack's laughing. He knows what I'm on about. Um, but... Most newspapers, they like yes, they're biased, but they like to put some kind of a truth in, in things. And only because you don't like what their version of the truth is, you can't just ban them from your football stadium. It's, it's like it's like us playing football, and uh, I don't like what I don't know what some what some random guy writes in Murfield College or New College or Greenhead bloody magazine, I can't just decide that... Does that exist? <laughs> no, it's just an example. I can't just decide that they're not going to tip up at the next match because I don't like what they're saying about me or my players. You've got to let everyone... Yeah. Living in a break-up. Oh, no. My God. But, of course, then, uh, these people, they have jobs. I mean, the journalists, their job, is just, as a sports journalist, is to go to these games, report on these games for the fans. And right now, especially in the coronavirus lockdown, fans aren't allowed to games. Some don't, I think I follow the most unreliable source as just for to find out what is so time. It's it's shocking. Yeah, I think I swear. Um, <laughs> but it's not a good service. So people need these newspapers and these journalists to report on these games. And even if it's a bit negative, that club is negative right now. They've just lost eight 0 to Wigan Athletic, and the the chairman's act for first choice of action. Well, we did it before. It's to ban the journalists from reporting the games. It's like he wants to disconnect the whole fan base from the club. So, so maybe he can call them the whole Tigers and change the badge to whatever he wants. But at the end of the day, it's not his club, it's the fans' club. He might own it, whatever, but he's not the one who's been supporting them for maybe 50, 60 plus years, as some fans have, of course. No, but at the end of the day, 
he's going to get if, if the way he's going he's going to get them down to league one yeah definitely they might as well just change the whole team scrap their club's history completely get rid of everything change the name of the stadium change the kit colours you know go from Hull City to Hull Tigers playing red and orange and black but instead of going Bryce Park Avenue Colours instead of going I didn't say I, I didn't mean to say red <laughs> I say orange but instead of playing in horizontal vertical stripes sorry decide to play in vertical or checkered like Barcelona tried or mm. even just stick a massive bloody tiger on the front of your shirt just change the entire thing you might as well do this is why we're not owners by the way um <laughs> But yeah, I think a video actually went viral the other day, which is going to raise a bit of a debatable topic from a whole City fan, where he was he was going mental. He was about twelve years old. It's the funniest thing I've ever seen. But um, he's saying how that <laughs> sounds really dodgy, actually, doesn't it? Uh, Man City, uh, not Man City, Man United fans, Arsenal fans, even Liverpool fans sometimes. Yeah, right. Yeah, my dad just called me. Oh, no, we're going to have to stop the recording. Stop that. We'll just link them together. It's fine. Uh, but yeah, this young fan, he went viral over Twitter over the weekend due to his re- angry reaction towards Arsenal fans, mainly, as a whole six part, a bit out of nowhere. Uh, but yeah. mainly having a go at the top six fans who say they have it hard. Uh, for example, Man United fans, they said it, they had it so hard apparently that they set, was it Woodward or Glazer's house on fire? Uh, Woodward. The, the, yeah, Woodward, the through um, flares, yeah, I think he was. Toilet paper, flares. I mean, what? like Hammer said off, off camera, he did work. <laughs> but, <laughs> but do, we are not condoning that. Do not do that. Uh, let's just tell them. Uh, but, um, of course, this whole fan, he went viral as he basically said how they've not got it hard. They're going to spend 72 million on the likes of Pepe. Uh, they've got brilliant world-class managers, for example. I mean, Everton have brilliant no, and, the likes of Carlo Ancelotti. And I quote, well, I, I like to think I'm going to quote here. Um, You've got an owner who spends the money. We have an owner who has the money but doesn't bloody spend it. Which is completely right. That's how it is in the championship. It's just how it is in the EFL nowadays. You look at uh, Maxwell Town, they got taken over. And now they can't, they can't, the players are leaving because they're not getting paid weekly, which as a job you would leave, wouldn't you? If you're yeah. not getting paid weekly, you would leave. You got, sometimes you forget, these are footballers. They're not just, they're not just people or robots, whatever. Alan might think they are. I don't know where I'm going with this. Shut up. <laughs> but, um, I mean, it's getting to the point now where Alan does need to leave because, like the whole City fan said, there's no ambition from the club. They're going nowhere other than down right now, to say the least. That's the, that's the only place they're going is League One. And top six fans, I feel like Newcastle fans are the only team in the, in the Premier League who might actually have a case when it comes to... Honk at you. Uh, when, when, it, when it comes to... What? <laughs> uh, when it comes to having bad ownership with Mike Ashley. Newcastle really the only club that's suffered in the Premier League. Every other club is fine. That's as it is. I don't have anything to say. Talking of League One, then whole city might be there next season, but Wicked Wanderers will. Congratulations to Wicked Wanderers on their promotion Woo! to the championship for the uh, Skybet Championship 2020-21 season. That sounds weird yeah. to say. Uh, uh-huh. But yeah, of course, they've gone viral, uh, obviously, for what they've done. Josh, you want to talk them through that a bit? Yeah, so obviously they beat Oxford 2-1. Uh, I'll give you a quick round-up of the game. Anthony Stewart had given... Um, Wanderers an early lead in the ninth minute uh, on Monday night in the League One player final. Only for Mark Sykes, no, I'm not related. To, nobody, nobody thought that. <laughs> to bring Oxford level in the 57th minute. In the 79th minute, Joe Jacobson fires home a penalty to secure Wickham Wanderers' 133-year wait for championship football. Uh, yeah, Joe Jacobson, of course, he went to Twitter and said how uh, how happy he was with it. And he's been in the club for several, several years now. He's a bit of a legend there now. Especially for what he's just done. We've just smashed something in the background. 
Uh, but yeah, obviously, really, really happy for him because as a player who's stuck the club since League Two, to see their rise from, well, being a lower half League Two side to Championship side now, it's, it's a great achievement for him. I know he'll be very proud of achievements and so should be. It's not just a massive achievement for him, it's a massive achievement for the club. Like 133 year wait, they've never been to the championship in their history. And now they're there. Yeah, and they're gaining a lot of recognition. Uh, for example, Jurgen Klopp went a bit viral for uh, sending a video message and inviting Adebayo Akinfenwa, who's a bit of a cool legend now, to actually come to a Liverpool title parade. Uh, Namadi Offerbar, apologies if I butchered that name. Uh, he, Sorry about that. Uh, he... I've completely lost track. He asked on Twitter if he could get a video of Paul Pogba congratulating him. And Paul Pogba followed through with it. He sent a nice video to him uh, saying, well done for your achievements. Uh, of course, rightly so. I mean, it's not nowadays where you see these elite footballers like Pogba, like even Jurgen Klopp, who's been a great footballer, uh, not football, manager for several years now, recognise the efforts of small sides like Wickham Wanderers. The thing is that they should be, it's like you get to big players and you don't normally see who these big players support in terms of club. They support, yeah. they support smaller clubs because that's where they've come from. They've just so happened to move to a big club. But when you've got the likes of Akin Femmer and things, who's a, he's a proud Liverpool supporter, always has been. He knows he'll never play there because he's not good enough. Well, I think it'd be a decent sign next season. I mean, he just... Stick him up front. Bobby Firmino coming off, coming off of him with <laughs> Mane and the Salah on one side. That is a squad you've got in there. <laughs> no, but he... He's, he's a Liverpool fan, and it's only right that someone like Klopp congratulates him because yeah. at the end of the day, they're only the tier below them now in English football, and it's not like Wickham are a bad side, but they're a bad side compared to quite a few people who were in the playoffs. So what happened was yeah. Wickham voted against restarting the season and voted to finish the season point of the game. That bumped them up five places. Yeah. That five places got them in the playoffs. They won the playoffs, <laughs> and uh, they shouldn't have even been in the playoffs. That's, no, that's I a mean, funny thing. Peter Bracheron and Darren McAnthony went to Twitter to say how, how much of a disgrace it was, how Wickham did. They didn't want to play, and they've just completely gone, mugged off every team, gone up, and it's, a, it's just it's, it's a funny from an outside perspective. From Wickham's perspective, it's funny as well. Every team in the league one is livid with them, though, for obvious reasons. But, but the thing is, that's a Peter, bro. But the thing is, if you look at stats like this, so this season, between Oxford and Wickham, the style comparison. Mm-hmm. Oxford are first in the League One for average possession passes, passes short, 10 plus passing sequences, and width per passing sequence. Wickham Wonders, on the other hand, are 23rd on all five of those. I mean, I think it was, I can't remember, I think it was the stats from the actual, actual player final where Wickham, they had something like 20% possession or something like that. I could be wrong. Probably. I saw, this, I saw them put a tweet out saying we did it our way. Uh, obviously, linking to the Frank Sinatra song. Is it Frank Sinatra? Alright, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, linking to that song saying how the... the oh, did it my, my way? Yeah, you know what hey. I mean. Uh, you know what I mean? Uh, Jack listening to last night, I think. He's loving it. Um... <laughs> But of course, they've come to this game, they've done a completely, a Leicester City side, which won the Premier League, counter-attacking football, they've just sat back and then boom forward, obviously, that's a weird term to no, use. But no, yeah, as BBC Sport reported it, one of the smallest budgets in League One, yeah. relegation favourites, only had nine players during pre-season and now they're in the Championship. And if you want to look, look at someone like Akin Fenwa, four years ago, he had just been, he'd just been his contract had done at uh, Wimbledon. Yeah, didn't have a club. He said, "Anyone hit me up on WhatsApp?" Wickham did, and now he's a Championship player. I mean, the manager Gareth Ainsworth was a terrific, terrific footballer in his time. He even played for Wickham as a player. He's now been a manager there for 
it says here eight years and he's done over 400 games in charge. So for him to take him from League Two to the Championship, it must be amazing. It reminds me a lot of the Burton Albion story under, I think it was, is it Nigel Clough? Is that his name? Yeah. Something Clough. Yeah. I, I, I know yeah, his dad's really famous. I think so, yeah. Yeah. Um, obviously, Burton uh, went up from League Two, went to League One, got promoted promoted again, and then they even survived in the Championship for quite a few seasons. And we're hoping Wickham will do that too because you love these fairy tale stories where it happens. And um, yeah, it'd be great. It'd be great if they're not going to lie. I really hope Lee's dog get promoted, and I really hope you get Akin Fenworth <laughs> battering the hell out of someone like Luke Ailey or Calvin Phillips. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's fair enough. <laughs> uh, but they were actually, uh, I think, Four Four Two magazine went a bit viral as well because they did a pre-season you viral a lot, are you? Yeah, I do say a lot. Of people, a lot of people go viral nowadays. Um, what's another word for viral? They um, popular. Yeah, they became popular. Popular. Pop- on social relevant. Media. Relevant. Relevant. There we go. Yeah. Relevant. Trending. 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 Finally. Right. Trending. Anyway, <laughs> um, four four two. I forgot what I was saying. magazine went trending because uh, their pretty much prediction, not pretty much prediction, pre-season prediction for the twenty nineteen slash twenty season, uh, they actually predicted for Wickham to finish twenty third in the league and second bottom to Bolton Wanderers, who of course had a point deduction start of the league, so it was obvious they were going to go down. But they've gone and done it. They've gone to the playoffs. They've got promoted. They've completely thrown people off. Uh, even Joe Jacobson himself tweeted out saying how badly wrong 442 got it. And they should not put Wickham Wanderers in a bad bad position. They should predict bad, better. Bad light. Bad light. Bad light. Yeah, sort of, yeah. He's saying that, saying that if people, obviously, because Wickham are 100% favourites to go down again next season from the Championship. I was looking at that. You don't need it. Uh, he's saying that Wickham are 100% favourites to go down. But uh, I don't mind it. But anyway, but if we could just go back onto topic now, back onto Wigan, it's 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 an amazing achievement, and I wish them all the best in the championship. Next. I really, really do. It's funny how Wigan won just going to the championship next season. Honey, so tired. We mean right. No, we're ending it there. <laughs> we're ending it there. <laughs> That's going to bring an end to this week's episode of the Bench Warmers podcast. As usual, I'd like to find my host Josh Sykes. Yeah, cheers for me again, Gabad. Is this? The- Nice. Nice. Very nice. Uh, let's also thank host Henry Charlton for all your wise wisdom this week. Thank you. We decided to give him the, we literally gave him to the bench after last no, week's 55-0 nil, nil prediction in the National League playoffs. What, what did it end up being? Yeah, play, um, it's not going to be 55 bloody nil though, is it? Yeah, uh, as usual, let's thank uh, our cameraman, um, Jack Needler. And, uh, and be, congrats on his child, by the way. There'll thank be a link to his music in the description down below, which you can all check out uh, as well as social medias, of course. Uh, but yeah, let us know what you think of our predictions, what you want us to talk about next week, and we'll remember to like and subscribe, and we'll see you next see time. Let's play yeah. football. Bye.